재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 We like to start the week with our friend Yerika Park in Food and Beyond. She is the digital editor for the Michelin Guide here in Seoul. And she knows exactly what she's talking about when it comes to the history and the traditions of Korean cuisine and adapting those to modern kitchens. How are you doing, Yerika? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice, beautiful, this this cataclysmic dust storm that oh, we were goodness. expecting didn't really come yesterday. Thank goodness. I mean, yesterday I was, was better. Yeah. Um, for sure, compared to the day before. I don't know. I was hiking, so I, I hope I didn't uh, inhale too much You did. Junk. I did? <laughs> you did. All right. Well, it's been nice knowing you. Send flowers to the hospital when I... Um, what'd you Knock do? On, huh? Every week you drop some, some jealousy point on me about some amazing thing you did. How, how, what how did I do been? last weekend? Oh, I went to uh, a ramen pop-up that a friend was doing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that was really, really yummy. And uh, just a bunch of... Um, get-togethers last week. Cool. Uh, lots of holidays, too. <laughs> Always great. Now, do you, on Parents' Day, cook for mom? Is that what your Oh, yesterday I went to my parents' house and we just ate a, a lot of beef. Beef. Yeah, we barbecued beef. That sounds awesome. It was really good. Cool. Well, we're not talking about beef today. No, we're, we're not. talking about something much smaller. Much smaller. Fruitier. Um, it's becoming more and more popular as the years go by. People are opting to use this ingredient in, in, in place of sugar because it's healthier. Mm. And, uh, I just read, um, in a news article that, uh, the, the, the consumption of this particular fruit that we're talking about today is going to go up by 7% this year. Wow. And uh, the amount of this kind of fruit that people are going to be pickling and preserving this year will be at around like 38,000 tons. People have Meshil fever. They do. And uh, it's, it's the season for it. It's, it's, we're going into the season of Meshil, actually, which Meshil. continues until June and uh, July. Does it translate one for one, Meshil, as uh, plum? Yeah. Um, we, there are several... Uh, names for it, Korean green plum, mm. because they're green, they're consumed green, and they're pickled green. Um, when they turn like kind of like yellowy, they're they're called like Hwangme, Hwang for yellow, gold. Um, you know, those kind of like slightly more ripe plums are used to make jams and other stuff. But um, yeah, plums, Korean green plums, uh, Chinese plums, Japanese apricot. It has many different names. In Japanese, we call it ume. The scientific name for this fruit is mume. So Take your pick. When I think of a plum that I'm used to, it's a purplish thing and it's about fits right. in your palm. And it's yellow inside. And the, the these, flesh. Are, these are smaller. These are smaller, they're harder, and they're green, and they're picked when they're green. And they're very, very sour, super tart, mm. and it has so many medicinal uh, properties. It's supposed to be good for you. It's been consumed for hundreds and thousands of years. Uh, if you go back to, like, if you look at, like, historical records, um, you know, it has, like, many benefits, including it helps with, like, gastritis, gastric ulcers, helps with digestion, uh, and so many other things. Wonder fruit. Wonder fruit, indeed. You wouldn't just see these lying around necessarily in your fruit section of your your supermarket. Would no, you? I haven't. But when, come season, I've seen like like mountains of these being sold, um, bags of these being sold at like marketplaces. Mm. Um, but I usually tend to go to. I don't go to supermarkets these days anymore. I go to the markets. more traditional markets sure. because I just love the interaction right. and I have my go to spots and the ladies know me. Mm-hmm. Um, they give me a discount, of course, and. Uh, 
Yeah, and you know, like product market. Uh, you know, there's a there's another one, a big market, like a wholesales, like fruit and veggie market in Mapu that I go to as well. So yeah, I was you just go there. You can find a lot of these fruit. I mean, your average consumer, you're sort of, you know, putting these things to culinary uses and whatnot. But your average mm-hmm. consumer, do they buy do they buy Meishil as sort of the raw product or yes. do they buy them in a secondary form? Sort of. Well, distilled? I think both because I know I, I told you before that like 38,000 tons of Meishil will be um, processed. processed this year, which is up 7% compared to the same time last year. Uh, a lot of households, my mother, for example, she always buy Meishil. She always buys Meishil around this time of the year. And what she does is she she preserves them in sugar to make the the mechil syrup um, which you can use uh, in all manner of Korean mm-hmm. cooking. You can use them in like meat and fish marinades in place of sugar because it's, like I said before, it does contain sugar, but it also co- uh, contains the extract um, from the, the plums itself. So it's much healthier. It has a slight tartness to it that I really love to, I love to use uh, mesh syrup in salad dressings as well. Oh, that sounds nice. And, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, after, after a meal, I don't, I don't, you know, I feel like you know I'm suffering from a, a bout of indigestion. I make a hot tea with the mesh syrup and it really alleviates mm. um, the discomfort. Uh, what else do I use it for? So many things. There's a fruit element in a lot yeah. of these sort of uh, beef recipes and so on. And mm-hmm. marinades you mentioned. That's I right. Once, there's, uh, perhaps this is common in Korea. I went to a barbecue joint one mm-hmm. time where they marinate the meats in kiwi. Right. Kiwi fruit. Is That's, that common? Yeah, it is. But you don't want to overdo it because that will literally melt the flesh away. That's right, yeah. Yeah, because it's a tenderizing agent, mm. kiwi, as are pears, of course. Um, pears and kiwi are often used as, uh, you know, you know, a t- tenderizing agent and also like a sugar substitute as well. Which is sweet and right? Exactly, right. What would, could you mar- simply marinate meat in Meshil, just cut them up? No. It'd be way too tart. Way too way, tart. Way, way too tart. So you want to distill that syrup and yes, then use that. exactly. So anyways, if you're wondering what they look like, they, they're really super round, they're hard, they're green, and they're the fruit of um, plum trees, apricot trees. Well, I mentioned before Japanese apricot tree or Chinese mm-hmm. plum tree, and uh, we have many of these in Korea as well come spring. These are one of the first flowers to blossom in the spring, so they're known as the harbingers of spring. Um, there are many different varieties of plum trees as well. Some flowers are kind of like tend to be on the wider side, and some are like super, super dark pink. Uh, hume, incredible, really beautiful. Yeah, incredible variety, mm-hmm. it seems, of them, yeah. And uh, plum blossoms, like historically speaking, have always symbolized like perseverance and hope, beauty and purity and the transitoriness of life. Would you see them in a lot of paintings, plum blossoms? Lots of paintings, yeah. lots of traditional paintings, not just in Korea, but in Japan and China as mm. well. Um, there's a temple that I love to visit in the springtime because the entire grounds of the temple are covered with these like dark pink blossoms nice. of uh, these plum flowers. And uh, yeah, so we refer to these fruit as plum in English, but it is scientifically more closely related to the apricot. That makes sense. But when I think of apricot, I think of those like orange fruit with a super soft flesh. And they get almost mushy if you wait long yeah, enough. And yeah, and then they're great when made into like preserves and jams yeah, and course. stuff like that. I have a, I have an apricot tree in my garden. Stop it. I have... Uh, no, really, it's huge too. That sounds wonderful. And then I w- I've woken up in the middle of the night, just like listening to like drop to the ground. <laughs> Boom! I'm like, oh, what was that? Yeah, the birds must love hanging there are out. Hundreds in your- of fruit, and it's a bit of a pain because I have to pick them all up, and then as they like touch 
ground. They kind of like crack mm. because because of the force, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're wonderful. And then it's Ant Central. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, and uh, sometimes the fruit will ferment also. We used to have a mulberry tree in our yard, and the birds would just get drunk in the backyard eating right. the fermented fruits. It was the most funny thing. What do drunken birds look like? Uh, they're very mellow, and sometimes they uh, fall over a bit. Right. Yeah. The interesting thing about this, these green plums that Koreans love to use is that um, it's used in China, in, in Japan, and also in various parts of Southeast Asia as well. And they're used in similar ways, actually. They're made into like syrup. Uh, they're made into tea. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're used to flavor alcohol as well. No doubt. Yeah. Do they have a pit the way a plum does or an apricot does? Yeah. Okay. It so has a, like a hard... It's a single sort of hard nut... Pit. ...seed or yes, pit. Yes, a stone. It's a stone fruit. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Right. So where do we want to go first? I mean, uh, I, I guess uh, the first logical thing to do with these things mm-hmm. is to make the syrup you're talking about. Yeah, because if you go to a supermarket, you can, you can find a whole aisle with uh, so many brands, you know, of meishu chong. Mm. Chong basically means syrup, ah, right? I didn't know right. that. Okay. So umija chong is a syrup made with umija berries, you know, etc. You get the idea. I didn't know there was omija chong. Yes. That's cool. I like omija chong. It's the same idea too. You mm. just it's usually one to one ratio of the fruit to sugar and you just like leave it for like, I don't know, three months to one hundred days. Wow. In a Really? You let it steep that long? Yes. That's interesting. Yes. Do you do that with Meishil also? Yes. So it's not just a matter of boiling them down and no. wham that's, bam you're that's done. Literally jam. Huh. Yeah. Made the Western way, of course. Okay. But this is literally washing the fruit. You have to dry it really carefully, the surface, because if it contains like too much moisture, it can and will develop mold. So you have to wash these fruit very carefully. All right. Um, you can do it whole. Uh, you can pack whole fruit with sugar, layer it, alternate the layers, and then pack the very top layer with a lot of sugar. Ah. Right. And then you have to close the lid tight, store it in a dry, cool area. Or what you can do is you can wash the fruit, dry them, and then you can cut them into quarters or eighths, mm. remove the pit, and then you can pack the, the sliced fruit with the sugar as well. So yep. this is a very slow room temperature process. This is not boiling the meshu. It is. There's no boiling No boiling involved. with that completely. Uh, right. I would have assumed no. that, it, that it was boiling. Right. So just walk us. You basically did, but walk us through the syrup process just real quick. Sure. So it's, it's really easy. Anyone can do this at home. I'm going to start with one kilo of meshil fruit, uh, one kilogram of sugar. But the thing is, you know, the temperature is rising right now. Uh, so at our current temperature, which ranges between like, I don't know, 20 degrees mm, by day. 20 to 27-ish. Yeah. So one-to-one ratio would be fine. But if once the temperature rises, what you want to, what you don't want to happen is for the fruit to ferment. Yeah. Right? That's a danger, I would think. Exactly. So you have to kind of like amp up the, the amount of sugar to the amount of plums. So maybe like one to 1.2 ratio. Wouldn't, I mean, if you had your uh, syrup being prepared in, say, a Tupperware or a, mm-hmm. uh, an anaerobic environment right. kind of thing, mm-hmm. no worries there, right? In, right. About fermentation. Uh. No, but you have to be careful. It's a temperature. Uh, but uh, without oxygen, won't you... Oh, yeah, you have to like seal it tight. So that will definitely reduce the risk of fermentation okay. too. Yeah. Right. Um, so one kilogram of meshe to one kilogram of sugar. You can use white sugar, you can use brown sugar, organic sugar, whatever, whichever type of sugar that you want. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I just use white sugar. Um, so what you do is in a sterilized jar, um, I alternate layers of whole meshe 
thoroughly washed and dried, like I said before, um, and sugar, and cover the very top layer with a generous amount of sugar. Mm. So you should not be able to see any fruit when you're looking down. Okay. Right? And then you cover the lid and then store in a dry, cool area for three months or 100 days. Three months? Roughly. Wow, that's blowing my mind. I had no idea the process was that long. And what would happen afterwards? You would open the lid and you would have liquid in there. And that's the syrup that you can use in all kinds of cuisine. Liquid which you presumably have to kind of strain away from some remaining solids and peels. Yeah. You know what? You can actually leave the fruit in there. But if you leave the fruit in the syrup, the syrup tends to get a little bit more tart. So some people might... It's not a bad thing. It's a matter of preference. Some people like it tart. Some people like it less tart. So if you don't want it to turn too tart, just like remove the fruit once you have the liquid. And then you can bottle it and store it in your fridge. Same principle as wine, I guess. The peels make it a little Yeah. And then you can actually use that fruit as well. Um, I'm going to talk about pickling meshil as well. Ah, you pluck them out. Do they maintain their integrity after you've left them in there for three months? Pretty much. And they've just seeped out there? Yeah. Okay. So what happens is when you when you when you pickle the meshil, it's a similar process. There are different ways of going about it, but you can use the exact same method that I just told you, except um, store the the meshil in the in the in the sugar for maybe a little bit less, maybe two weeks, okay. And then what you do is you remove the meshil from the syrup, and then you can cut them up, remove the pit, right? Mm. And then what you do is you store it in kochujang. Come on, in chili paste. Whoa. Yeah. And what's that? And, and the, that's the meshil changaji. Huh. So what changaji is, it's basically, um, it's, it's a pickled, it's, it's a vegetable pickle, right? But it's different from kimchi in that it's not fermented. Kimchi is fermented. Changaji is not. Changaji is just simply like salted pickle. So after you've stuck them in the gochujang, yeah. are you, is the object to pluck them out again and then have them be like little consumable items? Of course. What you do own? is you, you stick it in the gochujang, mm. right? So what, what it's, what's it going to do? Gochujang is salty. Mm. It absorbs the saltiness, mm-hmm. right? And uh, so the meshil is not only sweet, but it also absorbs the salt, the sodium. Mm. And what you do is when you want to eat them, you kind of like brush most of the gochujang away. Ah, that's and you drizzle question. a little bit of sesame oil. Right, um, you can add a little bit of like minced garlic in there, uh, sesame seeds, and then it's eaten as panchan that way too. It's it's lovely. And the name of this again was meshil changachi. Changachi. I think we've discovered a, a Korean thing I may not have tried. Yeah, I mean, if you go to a Korean restaurant, changachi is very common. You can make changachi out of so many different vegetables. There's kochu changachi made with uh, green peppers. Uh, there's baniljong changachi made with uh, garlic shoots. You can changachi just means kailik. it's been sitting in gochujang for a while. No, 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 not just gochujang. You can you can changachi vegetables um, using brine, ah, pickles, soy sauce, okay, gochujang, or even tenjang as well. I was unaware that uh, gochujang would have that effect, a pickling effect. If you were to it submerge something, if you think about it, it's there. a high level of sodium. Yeah, it makes sense, and tenjang as well. Hmm. Yeah, and in essence, the the the. Uh, gochujang that you used mm-hmm. to submerge those uh, meshi. Yeah. Um, can you can you do something with uh, well, that I'm sure afterwards? You can, con- you can consume it. Just con- use right. it as gochujang. But, yeah, but if you want to, we want the actual changaji itself as a side dish. Uh, you kind of because that's a lot of gochujang. It's salty, so you just want to kind of like like you know you know wash it off a little bit mm-hmm. and then drizzle it with a little bit of you know sesame oil or pearl seed oil okay. and serve it like that as a side dish. Pickled meshi or mm-hmm. meshi uh, changaji. I'm sure you've tried tangati, right? <coughs> Excuse me. 
excuse me. You know, I don't know if I've tried the, the version like that's... Like the garlic tangachi, yeah. pickled in soy sauce. It's kind of like darkish yes. in color. Yes, for yes. sure. At a restaurant. Mm-hmm. That's very common. Mm-hmm. And I've tried the little, you know, sort of... Uh, usually it's in mm-hmm. a Chinese convenience store or something. The little dried, pickled, or maybe they're just dried. I don't know. The the, the plums, the whole plums that you just pop in. Oh, those, the, I think that's Japanese. Oh, okay. That's umeboshi. Mm, okay. Right. It's uh, Japanese. And are those like that. that is made with the same fruit. Exactly. But that one, it, it, it goes through another process, one more process, which is to dry the fruit. After it's been yeah. pickled. So the, the texture is even crunchier. Hmm. Yeah. All right, what next? Where do we go next? Yeah, so um, once you have the the syrup made from the meshe uh, you can make all kinds of things I mentioned like meat marinades have you ever made do you do you marinate meat at home sure. Korean way mm, not really. not really like I mean, a I'll, soy I'll sauce kind of, based yeah for sauce. sure right. I'll whack together what I perceive to be an Asian marinade what do you put in there uh, sesame oil soy mm-hmm. a little bit of fish sauce right. uh what am I missing? A little maybe gochujang if I feel okay. crazy. Um, there has to be a little bit of sugar in there, though. Yeah, something yeah. sweet, H- honey, or a bit of Honey's brown sugar. Good. Yeah, perfect. That kind um, of thing. The next time, try making some mishil, uh syrup at home. Mm-hmm. It's really easy. It's just one part mishil to one part sugar, mm. and then try using that syrup in your marinade. I'm in. It's really good. It sounds like a wonderful thing. And then because it's tart, because it's naturally tart, uh, you can actually throw that into like salad dressings as well. Yeah. Because it's got that wonderful uh, fragrance from the fruit itself as well. I'm totally going to buy some of this. I mm-hmm. use, This is on, like the, the, the syrup is on store shelves in what, a bottle or a... Yeah. And it's called meishil... They're all meishil chong. 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 Got it. Yes. Mm. Or meishil egg. Okay. Yeah. You said that uh, this has medicinal uses, that it, um, it's good for digestion in essence. Or That's does it right. do more than that? So um, a recent study on meshil and its like medicinal properties has indicated that meshil extract may inhibit um, this bacteria, Helicobacter pylori, which uh, is associated with gastritis and gastric ulcers. And also, this is a good piece of information for people, you know, trying to kind of, you know, lose a little bit of weight the healthy way. Experiments on rats suggest that methyl extract, when they're administered during endurance exercise training, Hmm. they may induce the muscle in the body to prefer fatty acids for its fuel rather than amino acids or carbohydrates. Wow. Don't yeah. let some of these, you know, biohackers out there hear this. They'll, they'll, <laughs> Mesha will become the hottest, uh, wonder substance in the world. But if you think about it, I mean, it's, this fruit has been around for a really long time, but its mm-hmm. popularity is just like increasing every yeah. year, right? And there is a reason. Um, so anyways, it h- assists with like physical endurance as well. Uh, I mentioned it helps with digestion. If you're having problems with digestion, some people have like a chronic problem with digestion. Um, Boil a little bit of water and add like maybe a couple of teaspoons to the hot water and drink that. It really, really helps. That sounds great. Okay. Relieves thirst. You don't have to mix it with like hot boiled water. You can just mix it with like iced. You know, you can make this iced as well, like an iced tea in the summertime. Iced meshil tea. That sounds fantastic. It it relieves thirst and uh, stops diarrhea, stimulates the appetite as well. It gets your um, stomach acids going. Right. Right. Regulates your stomach, I guess we could say. Exactly. And mm. uh, it effectively, effectively cures um, hangovers as well the next day after a heavy night of drinking. Where has this wonder medium been? On right the under your nose. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All along. 
I want to make a barbecue sauce out of. Um, you know what? That's a fantastic idea, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Try it. You know, have that be the sweet element mm-hmm. in there. Because any sort of barbecue sauce, I I like that element of sweet. Right, I think it's it's necessary. Necessary, like, and you have to have it be a glaze and stick right. to the chicken or whatever yeah. you're cooking. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I like to add like citrusy flavors to there as well. But, uh, honey is also fantastic, but mechilchang would be great. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you go to America, when you take like um, you buy take out Chinese, they always yeah. give you like these packaged duck sauce. That's not mechilchang. No, no, it's not mechilchang. Mechil derived. It's Michelin derived, but it's not necessarily Michelin as well. These days, they 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 use like apricots and sometimes like you know peaches as well. When they they, make the sauce. I, I, I'm yeah. surprised that there's any fruit in there whatsoever. Yeah, that sauce is one like... of those like mysterious you know sauces mm-hmm. that was probably invented in America a long time ago when immigrants came to America. They couldn't find the exact ingredient they needed to serve with their roasted duck, for example. So they mm-hmm. came up with this like you know sauce alternative, and mm-hmm. you know it's all over America, isn't it? Especially oh, on yeah. the East Coast, yes, right. Duck sauce. Duck sauce. I guess you're supposed to dip your duck in there. Duck or, you know, I, I've had it with like spring rolls, anything deep fried. Right. Yeah. You have a too cloying, a little too sweet. A little too sweet. Yeah. And if you look at the ingredients, it really hardly contains any plum or <laughs> I prefer real the Chinese mustard that burns your nostrils. Oh, I love that stuff too. <laughs> um, anyways, so I'm going to introduce one more recipe before we wrap um, this is a super versatile mesh soy sauce recipe that you can use in all kinds of dishes. So basically, you just have to boil everything together, right? Uh, 1.5 cups of soy sauce, one and a half cups, one cup of mesh syrup, mm. um, a little bit of rice wine in there, maybe half a cup, and then green onions, minced garlic, minced ginger, and some dried red peppers. Bring it to a boil, and then you can bottle that. And it's fantastic. In the store, the, the, the rice wine, Chongju or whatever... Mm-hmm. What section is that in? Is that with the vinegars usually, or uh, I, I don't always spot it very easily? Is it? Uh, um, yeah, it's definitely in the sauces section where maybe they have like fish sauce. But you know what? I just go the easy route. I just go to the alcohol section and buy a bottle of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it would be there it's in as a green well. Bottled. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to mention the brand, but no, no, no. Right. I hear you. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. So and that got- works just fine. Slightly sweet. Not too. Not too sweet. Mirin is definitely sweeter than uh, the. the the Chongju, the mm. clear stuff. Mm-hmm. Sake works as well, but that's expensive, so I just go for the cheap stuff. Yeah. Works just as fine. And this mix of mm-hmm. soy sauce and mesho syrup, rice wine, onion, garlic, ginger. The aromatics. The aromatics, mm-hmm. the dry things that you throw in. Now, this combined uh, thing, you would use that exactly the way you would use like other soy sauce or... Oh, you can use Just it as a dip dipping things. sauce, yeah. right? Um, you can use this as the base for a, I don't know, like a oriental style, a Korean style salad dressing. Mm. You can use this as a base for marinades, for fish um, or meat. Mm. Just, you know, use your imagination. In a typically Western kind of right. sense, what would you use uh, mechil derived ingredients for? I, I keep flashing in my mind mm-hmm. to like uh, roasted chicken or something like that, or barbecued chicken for some reason. Well, I, anyway, like just think of or... think of this as honey, but it's 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 made of fruit. Yeah, right. It's it's sweet. It's definitely got a very strong uh, plum mechil flavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I don't know what what comes to your mind immediately besides barbecue. Well. Uh, I mean, anything where you're offsetting, you know, mm-hmm. sweet against something else, you know. Right. Um, sweet, I don't know, goat cheese might, might factor in there oh, what? somewhere. Goat cheese. I, feel, I, I, goat I picture mesho and goat cheese, like maybe stuff the, the, the chicken breast or whatever it is uh-huh. under, under the skin uh-huh. and then glaze the thing with goat cheese and then roast that. Have you ever glazed 
any meat with goat cheese? Not glaze with goat cheese, but okay. you stuff. Okay. So it's under I the haven't surface. stuffed any meat with goat cheese before. It's wonderful. You put it under the skin of something uh-huh. like uh, with a fatty skin like, right. like chicken. It's real nice. Okay. Interesting. But anyways, try this uh, soy sauce recipe, bottle it up, and uh, the next time you want to grill up some meats, it's a summer, it's perfect, mm-hmm. just marinate it in You're making me awfully hours. ambitious to make my um, my syrup. Uh, yeah, I can take yeah. like a, a normal-sized Tupperware thing mm-hmm. and a small amount of those those mesia, pack it in sugar, in essence, and just set it aside for three for months. For you, just buy like three kilos. Yeah. Three kilos of mesha, three kilos of sugar. Just It doesn't go bad. If mm-hmm. you refrigerate it, you can keep it for a really long time, and you can use it for everything, so... Excellent. Yeah. My, my spring task. Mm-hmm. And Yer- now is the season, like I said. May to July. So now is Mesial season. Yeah. <laughs> Yerika, thanks very much. You're welcome.